Hello, everyone. Welcome to another episode of the Good Word Podcast. I'm Brett Knight, and boy, do we have a treat for you today. Today, I'm joined by my good friend, Pastor Zach Gant. And um, I think most of the people who are listening to this, or and, and we're going to do something a little unusual today. We're going to also record this and be able to put the video out on live. Normally, we just do the podcast, and maybe we'll put a picture up. Uh, but we don't normally put the whole video out. So just having some fun, uh, trying a few different things. But I want to introduce, I think most people are going to know who you are, Zach, uh, but I just want to introduce you. This is Pastor Zach Gant. And Zach, you and I have been friends for, for a good while. Yep. Uh, we met a couple years ago. And uh, uh, the way I would describe it is we had a pretty fast bond. We, um, we were working a lot of the same ministry, working and doing a lot of the same things, uh, had lots of opportunities to talk. Um, I'll always remember Emmaus. You yep. and I got to spend time in Emmaus together, and um, it's just a privilege to be able to sit down with you and talk about what's going on in your ministry, uh, you know, and some particular specific things that are going on right now that um, that you want to talk about. So, welcome to the podcast. Good to see you, my friend. Yeah, thanks for having me on. And uh, Brett, I just want to say uh, thank you for all the things you're doing for the kingdom. You know, I love that it's uh, um, you, you're. Big C church minded, and and you're all about the kingdom, whatever that looks like, and helping other ministries. And so, uh, I think that's that's a great thing. And, and if we had more people like that, then uh, we could be more unified as a church. So, thank you for that. Well, I appreciate you saying that. Uh, speaking of church, Pastor Zach, uh, how is everything going now? Uh, give give our listeners a little bit of a background. You are a pastor of a church here in Livingston, Tennessee. Um, beginning a new church here in Livingston, Tennessee. So you're getting to build this church from the ground up. Uh, and, and that has both, I'm sure, exciting things and, as well as challenges along the way. And, and I just tell you personally, I love seeing a new church start up. I love seeing this build up from the ground because I, I was having a conversation the other day with somebody and, and uh, they had posted, and it was another pastor friend here in the Upper Cumberland. He had posted, he said, what if everybody who professed Christianity showed up to church on Sunday? Mm. And my response to him was, we wouldn't have enough churches. Amen. We wouldn't have enough churches. You know, I think sometimes, you know, we can jokingly get in the mindset of, well, you can't throw a rock without hitting a church. But literally, if every person who professed Christianity showed up in church on Sunday, we wouldn't have enough churches and we wouldn't have enough opportunities. So I, I'm just, I'm excited about it, and I want to hear more about what's going on with your church. Yeah, well, you know, the good thing, somebody said this to me the other day, the good thing about uh, planting a new church is that it's like building a house. Uh, and then the challenging thing about it is it's like building a house. <laughs> so there, there's uh, there's nothing prepared, and so you're kind of starting from ground zero, which which has been really interesting because we haven't had a building, and so we have uh, we've been it's looked a lot like the book of Acts church um, and, and what they did in the New Testament it's been meeting in people's yards meeting around the fire we met down in the parking lot behind still coop uh, we've just been meeting anywhere and the interesting thing about it is that you would think people wouldn't be attracted to that but in doing that we've gone from probably 40 people the first time we met to uh, the point in three weeks where we can't fit in somebody's house anymore and so we've we've been oh, amen. at the community center but uh, it's just that now, now I'm gonna have to interrupt you for a minute okay because you just said something that just I, it isn't possible and and hey we're this is the good word podcast we're only going to speak the truth here and I felt like you just said something that can't possibly be the truth you mean you're having church without walls I mean yes. without a building? Yes, we you've are. You've got to have a steeple. 
I mean, that's what draws the Holy Spirit in, right? Is the steeple? Isn't that how it works? I mean, it's uh, it's interesting because because somebody said the other night we were at Jeremy Riddle's house having church, and Courtney testified his daughter Courtney Riddle, who was the first guest on your podcast, <laughs> absolutely, and and she said, uh, "Wow, this is amazing. I've I've always thought of church as one way with." a building and a place where we go and we spend time together. Uh, but you guys have opened our eyes or opened my eyes to the fact that it's really not about the location or That's the right. building or the That's walls. Right. It's about the people and the community and the love that we share. Absolutely. God's presence is not limited to specific walls on specific days in specific locations. And I think when God's presence is there, we have the opportunity to worship. Yeah. And when we can worship, we've got church. Exactly, and, and and that's how I, I see it. Of course, I was being facetious with you, but uh, about that, and and I'm a, I'm excited to see it. And you you said it right; I hadn't really thought about it that way. It is like the Church of Acts. Yeah, they didn't have a bunch of buildings, endowments, um, you know, land. They were establishing, they were planting, they were growing, and you know, there was so much. But then you read the letters from Paul and you realize it's not always easy, is it? Yeah, no, it's it's not at all. And, you know, Acts 2.42 talks about how the they devoted themselves to the apostles' teaching, to fellowship, breaking of bread, and prayer. And that was the Acts church. You know, when I we started this process, I went on this journey studying through, you know, if, if Francis Chan said one time something that was so impactful in my life, and it was uh, in one of his books, he said, if you were on a deserted island and you knew nothing about the American church or the church and you had nothing but a Bible with the task from God to build a church, what would it look like? Would it look like what we have today or would it look different? And so I set out on this journey recently to try to figure out what would it look like? Um, everything from how would you set up the structure? How would the meetings be? Um, what would the the fellowship look like? And the thing that, that is really interesting about that is uh, I also stumbled across something the other day, also by Francis Chan. Uh, he talked about a, a gang member that was in his church and had converted and got baptized. And this gang member came in, stayed for three or four months, and then he left. And so one of the church members went and found him and said, you know, what happened? You got baptized, you were locked in. He said, well, I thought the church was going to be more like the gang where there was a brotherhood oh, and where wow. we were connected all the time. He said, when I got jumped into the gang, from that point forward, we were family and we spent time together and we broke bread together. He said, I just had this misconception that the church looked like that. But instead, we just met on Wednesday and Sunday and we told each other we loved each other and hugged each other, but we really didn't know each other. He said, so I was seeking a brotherhood. So I went back to the gang and that wow. hit me hard to think, wow. wow, could gangs have community figured out more than the church? And if so, how do we change that? Absolutely. Wow, that's powerful. Um, that is, you know, you sit and think about that, whether it be motorcycle gangs, drug gangs, whatever kind of gang, if their brotherhood more accurately represents the brotherhood that was taught in the scripture, we've missed the mark. Somewhere. Exactly. We've missed the mark somewhere. Our enemy has not missed the mark. He understands the power of unity, but we've missed the mark somewhere. So um, I applaud you for for taking that that journey and kind of walking through that. That sounds like exciting, and I look forward to hearing hearing more about it and, and and kind of see. So tell me tell me a little bit about the church. So you've you're you're growing. You no longer can really comfortably meet in people's homes anymore, um, but you don't have a building. Yep. Right. Yeah, and so. 
you know, the first several weeks we met in people's houses, we met in parking lots. It's gotten a little cold now. Um, and so we, we wanted to maintain that community, but we knew we had to find a location. So we've been at the community center, the Joel Evans Community Center, in the last few weeks um, and the, the town of Livingston. It's great to live in, in such a town that is supportive of, of things like church. And so right. they've been great to work with us. And, you know, they meet us every morning, let us in. Uh, now they're letting us come on Wednesday nights if we don't have another location. Um, last night, you know, we, we met and I greatly underestimated how many people were going to show up. And so we, we didn't have, we don't have kids ministry. We don't have rooms. We don't have these things that are set up yet. But people just continue to come and visitors continue to come, people that haven't been there before, which is so interesting to me because I didn't advertise that we even had church last night. And right. people showed up and there were probably 30 kids there. Um, and so me as a pastor, I'm panicked a little bit thinking, oh, gosh, what are we going to do with all this? Um, and so God is just kind of using this movement. And that's where the name came from is that, it, you know, the, the thing about it is I kept praying, God, I wish I could get to a place where I didn't feel like. Uh, I didn't know what I was doing all the time. And it was like the Holy Spirit said, that's where I want you. Because if you don't know what you're doing, you're relying on me. And so now my prayer is, don't let me get to a place where I think I got it figured out. Because uh, the movement is happening because it's just a bunch of people that are seeking after God together. And and it's beautiful. I mean, there's such a pureness in not having a normal um, there's challenges with it too, but there's been this pureness of of unity that's happened in the process. And I think that's a uh, the modern struggle of a pastor is how do we preserve this unity, this oneness, this family, this relying on God for everything moment? How do we preserve that, but yet have a facility at least large enough that people can come in from the cold? Yeah. That may be a place where the children can go and hear children messages that will appeal to them. How do you balance that? And and that's where you are. You're you're at the stage now where you're trying to acquire some items and a building and things of that nature. And, and, and that actually kind of precipitated our conversation that led us to this podcast today was you were looking for some stuff you're like, yeah. Hey, we're, we're going to have to get us a building and um, we don't have a building and we don't have stuff. Who's got some stuff. Yeah. Well, if you, if you want it to rain, taking an umbrella outside, right? So it's, yeah. it's faith, right? If right. we're, if we're believing for a building, then we got to have some stuff to, to put in it when right. we get there. All and, right. um, and the community, it's been interesting, different denominations, different people, people from Virginia, North Carolina, uh, Kentucky have reached out to me and from that post and offered me lots of things. And, um, you know, it's, it was exciting. It, it is. It's, it's yeah. interesting to see how the body of Christ comes together in, in moments like that, where they have the opportunity to, to love on somebody else that they don't know but they know that they're kingdom-minded and they're starting a church, and so they're willing to help. I've had several people reach out to me on Facebook and social media knowing that I know you and say, hey, Brett, um, I've got an old mixing board Yeah, if you want it. And I'm like, let me pass that on to Zach. And I haven't yeah. passed that one on to you. That just came in. And then there were people who there were some some pews that were being offered by um, an individual on social media. And I think you and I must have got tagged 15 times each. Yes. Yes. <laughs> I shared your post that you were saying, you know, help a brother out, you know, kind, yeah. of, a, kind of a post. And um, so it's exciting to see the community come out. And and I think there's something healing about allowing people to help. Mm-hmm. I think it's healing for them. I think sometimes we need to help and we have a desire to help if we see the opportunity to help. Maybe we don't have certain skills to to do this or maybe we don't feel comfortable, you know, doing certain things. But, hey, I've got some chairs. Hey, I've got some, you know, things that could be used in the kids ministry. 
hey, I've got some sound equipment I could donate, and it makes them feel part of something. Yeah. And I think there's something, you know, other than uh, just the material, you know, provisioning that God is doing and bringing these items, I think there's there's another side of it too, which is the people who are donating the items are being blessed. Yeah. No, it's exactly right. I mean, it's better to give than receive, right? And right. so it's it's the Word of God. I think it's, uh, for all of us, once you figure that out, it changes something inside of you. And so whether it be a, a soundboard or something small or giving of your money or giving of your time or whatever it is, you know, it's not about the item. It's about what happens inside of you when you when you get to a place where you're giving, because that's where God wants us, right? He wants us to, to give and help those in need and and be able to, to lift up the community. And so that's what, that's what the church is designed for, is to be able to carry each other's burdens. I, I once had an opportunity to speak here recently, and and I was talking about a a survey that was done, and and I don't have the statistics in front of me, and I'm probably going to get it wrong, but the 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 gist of it was that when people were asked what is the role of the church, a very high ninety percentile, you know, very high number said it was for the church to provide them with resources and opportunities and services. And then when they asked the pastors the same question from the same churches, the same question, it was the exact reverse of it. Ninety-something percent of them said it was, you know, to to reach people uh, for Jesus. It was to to reach the lost. And it was interesting to me when I saw that, that, you know, sometimes in you can get almost too successful. Is that even possible? I mean, I guess as a, you know, even as a, a church body that you could have such a grand cathedral and such grand services that you come in and, you know, here's, you know, things and things are comfortable and things are easy. And I come in and I'm, I'm taken, I'm taken, I'm taken, I'm taken. And it's kind of like a spa almost. Yeah. You're like at a spiritual spa. And, and I think something gets lost in, in there as well. And, and I love seeing small churches. I've, I've often, you know, been fond of saying, you know, my wife, Donna and I, we were, we were talking the other day. I said, I would rather see, I would rather see, 10 100-person churches than one 1,000-person church because those churches, they rely on God. They rely on each other. They can't just make things happen and things happen around them without them doing things. So, um, you know, I, I love seeing grassroots efforts. I love seeing movements. And I love that you named your your church movement. I mean, it's yeah. that's uh, that's awesome. So it's it's exciting for, for us to watch in the community and kind of see this grow up. I, I hope that it's contagious and we see more churches coming up. Uh, so what is it specifically people listening to this and they're like, man, that sounds like a great thing and I'd love to be able to help them out and I wonder if I could help them out. What is it specifically that your church needs as far as the, you know, in the storehouse? Yeah, I think the first thing is obviously a building. The challenge, though, is that we already have 100 or so people. And um, so trying to find a building means that we're looking for a pretty big location if you want to minister to kids and do all the, the ministry that needs to be done. And so uh, the challenge has been that we need, you know, 4,000 square foot sanctuary and, and lots of rooms. And that's not something that's just sitting around most of the time. So uh, we're probably going to have to find a building that we can go into and do some construction or be remodeled for us. Um, and so the building is number one. Um, we want to be in Livingston or close to Livingston. Um, and then I think, you know, the other thing is 
we we essentially are like Jesus right now. We're homeless, and uh, and so we don't have much of anything. You know, we got a, a little bit of a sound system. We got we started this with a, a Bible and a guitar and and a bunch of people that right. were seeking after Jesus. I might have brought in more sound equipment to do this podcast than what you have at your church. Oh, you do? Yes, for <laughs> and, sure. And, and that's and I don't mean that in an arrogant way. I mean that in just an explanation of when you say, "Hey, we don't really have anything yet," then. That's what we're talking about. That's the the level that you're at right now in, in getting this started. You have a hundred thirsty people seeking after Christ. Yeah. You know, looking for the Holy Spirit and encounters with the Holy Spirit. That's that's the magic part. That's the glorious part. That's the part that we should be trying to achieve. The the stuff just becomes stuff. And and you know, I think that's gonna come abundantly for you. Um so building, any uh, uh, are there other like specific focuses you're having right now? Furniture is it equipment, sound equipment, things yeah. of that nature? Or? Yeah, sound equipment, soundboard, um, you know, furniture. We're, we're looking for chairs. Um, pews will work to hold us over, but obviously chairs probably would be the best if we can get to a place where we have a building because we're going to be retrofitting a building, right. and so chairs make it a little easier sure. to be able to just— You can have chairs in a sanctuary today and then move them out of the way and have an open room yeah. for something else tomorrow. Yeah, um, for fellowship little, hall or whatever correct, you need to do. So that's— that's the goal, but we understand that that's probably not going to happen right away and pews are more accessible. And so we found, um, I am worship gave us some pews and, and another church has offered us some pews. So we've got, uh, we've got some seats, um, but again, you know, mic stands, the little things, uh, wiring, all those types of things we're, we're looking for. Um, and you know, to be honest, it's a, uh, it's a stretch for me cause, um, I'm, I'm not one to ask for help a whole lot, yeah. you know, in ministry yeah. it's, it's normal. Um, but I struggle with that just because of, uh, my background and, and being in business and I'm just always kind of done things myself. And so I'm relying on God every step of the way, including, you know, to be able to reach out to the community and, and help in some of these ways. But again, it's, it's, it's awesome to see how the community has already reached out and I know there's going to be so much more. Right. So I've got some chairs. And I'm wanting to donate them to the church, or I've got some mic stands or something like that. What's the best way for them to reach you and to contact you to get you these items? Um, well, obviously, the, the it's on Facebook, but you can, my cell phone number is 931-261-9302. Now, that's a brave man right there. Yeah. He just put his cell phone out It's there. everywhere. So, <laughs> uh, And we also have a church website, which is The Movement, which is uh MVMNT, so movement, take out the vows, okay. uh, dot church. And so that's our, our, um, our website. And then we're on Facebook as well. All right. All right. Well, Zach, I, I just, man, I just had to come on here and, and I just had to, you know, take the opportunity to come on here. And I saw that there was an opportunity that, you know, if nothing else, I could put your, your requests out there. Um, but it's also just a good opportunity for us to sit down brother to brother. You and I have so much in common. Yeah. We're both business people. We both run businesses and, 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 you know, we, we, we focus on business, but our real focus is on Jesus Christ and reaching the lost. Yeah. We both have, um, a heart for the broken and the lost and, uh, to try to reach out there. We both love this community very much. And, and so to, when somebody you're in, in alignment with them that many things and you see an opportunity to help, I just had to come on here and be like, man, let's just talk. Let's just let everybody know because I have a feeling I know this community well enough to know that when this community knows what it is that you're trying to do, your heart for what you're trying to do, and that you need some assistance in some areas to get it, this community shows up. 
Amen. And, and I think they're going to show up for you. And yeah. I think, um, you know, they're going to continue to be able to, to bless uh, those people in your church. And uh, I'll be praying for you and for your church and for all these opportunities to, to come to flourish because um, there's a uh, there's a lost world out there, brother. There is. And I just want to respond to that for a second. Um, you know, the, the thing about the thing about churches and especially you know, a traditional church. I'm not talking about whether you're doing hymns or contemporary music or whatever you're doing, but um, I think at some point we, we've kind of missed the mark, like I was talking about earlier. And, you know, our mission is to reach the lost. Our mission statement is to make Jesus known, love people, create disciples. And um, so I just want to say that that our church is a place where it's it's a, it's a hospital for the sick, right? You don't you don't get over, if you had appendicitis, you wouldn't wait till the pain stopped to go to the hospital. You go to the hospital while you're suffering. And so it's a place for people that are suffering or struggling. Um, and you don't have to have it together to go to church. I mean, obviously, we don't even have the building together or the, or the things together, <laughs> um, but it's about community. And so if you want to be part of that community, uh, we're meeting at the community center, like we said, 10 o'clock Sunday mornings, um, and then Wednesday nights at 6 o'clock. Reach out to me, though, because it's it goes way beyond just meeting a couple times a week. You know, today the church is about meeting two or three hours a week, and, and that's the time that we give to God to worship. Uh, I'm a believer that worship is a lifestyle, just like you. And right. it's it's what we do everywhere we go. And making Jesus known is is the mission. And this should be the mission of every Christian, to make Jesus known Absolutely. and Amen. love people. You know, so um, thank you for having me on. I appreciate it. Absolutely. Uh, always appreciate you and, and all the work you're doing for the kingdom is just amazing. And I love to, I love to watch it. I can't wait to see uh all the opportunities and doors that God's going to open up for us to be able to do things together. It's, uh, it's, you know, people don't understand that. I think sometimes when, if they haven't been involved uh, with a, a group of believers, a church, they don't understand that the the connection that we have when we're working on things together and that, you know, you and I have a lot in common, but I also work with people who I don't have anything in common with that connection overrides whether or not we have things in common. It overrides when we have issues. It overrides when we have differences. It overrides when we have, you know, when it's not convenient. Uh, and uh, so, you know, that's the, um, that's just the benefit of being part of the body of Christ. So yeah. one more thing to add to that sure. is, uh, you know, John 17, Jesus is praying for the disciples. And, uh, you know, the thing that I've been studying this week is that he, he prays to God that the disciples could have the same oneness that he has with God and the Holy Spirit. And that Trinity is like the perfect oneness. And he says in that prayer in, in John 17, he says that they, if we could have that oneness, it's how we're going to draw people to him. And so it has to be that way. You know, it's in churches. So, so often we treat it like gangs, like you go to that church and I go to this church and we're different right. denominations. Right. We're on the same team. You know, we're, we're all meant to do things together and to grow the kingdom together. Um, and so if we could really get a hold of John 17 as the body of Christ, then we could change the world. And, and so often we let the, the, our preferences get in the way of the purpose. Sure. And the purpose is to, to make Jesus known and spread yeah. the gospel. Yeah, you sing on Sunday out of a book. I can't have nothing to do with you. Yeah. You read those hymnals. I, I, you know, yeah. I, yeah, I've got I've to have it on the screen. You know, and yeah. that, that separates it. But you know, it does really, and, and of course that's a silly example, but it's, they're all silly examples when we look at what the real benefits and what the real cost is. Yeah. It's all silly. It's all silly when we look at eternity in hell versus eternity with our father. It's all silly, whatever those yeah. you know, those differences are. So love the message. Love what you're doing. Love you, brother. Love you, brother. Right. Thank you.